area. Uh, uh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> Welcome back to the Nightmare Girls. <laughs> um, leaving all of that in. <laughs> I say sexy, you say Mothman sexy. Mothman. Sexy. Mothman. And there's a hint at what Rose's costume has to be. Okay. <laughs> please, I thought we were going to edit that please. out. <laughs> I might leave that in. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, nuts. Yeah, can, I mean, I think that just makes us so real. You know, like, we're leaving him, like, the way we line up our audios and yeah. stuff. This is yeah. real uh, glimpse into podcasting life. Yeah. Don't worry. Like, we're people just like you. We're we not are. perfect. I know our stories sound like we are. I mean, when we talk. Like, we sound like oh, yeah. excellent, wonderful I never humans. mess things up or pronounce things wrong. We no. always know where things are geographically on a map. <laughs> okay, you know what? And with that, let's move on. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to the Nightmare Girls podcast. It is halfway through the month of October whoa, whoa. at this point, which is craziness. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> a little over two weeks till Halloween. And Anna's going to be a sexy man in black. Oh, No, sorry. that's not happening. <laughs> I don't own a suit. Like a like a like a button down. Wait, Anna, I have an excellent costume idea for you, and and people that listen like to us, hat. you can you can um, DM us and agree with me because I think this is excellent. You should be Mel's hole. Like you should just oh put like a circle <laughs> on like a shirt. How would I put a circle on a shirt? Circle just write like Mel's hole. Just throw out a zombie dog. Yeah, exactly. Or you can, uh, you should be like a conspiracy board or something, and have like a bunch Ooh. of like post-its and like string. Like, oh my god. <laughs> See, I I'm good at the costumes. You are. I, um, I have multiple ideas. I'm editing that out so that people think it's my idea when I do it. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Wow, thank enough. you, thank you for that, Emma. Welcome. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm very excited that it's spooky season. Me yeah. too. I've been watching all the spooky movies that I can't. I mean, yes. when we're recording this, it's the last day of September, actually. But I've already started because yeah, <laughs> I'm a glutton for spooky stuff. So you know, cool. Rose, don't make faces at me. Don't make faces at me. That's the reason we record with with the video conference oh, going. I don't want you to make faces at me like you're judging me as if you don't do the same things I do. Okay, let's Why'd start. She, she turned off her camera. She, <laughs> yeah, and? <laughs> Come back. Thanks. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Meg, do you got a good spook for us this week? Oh, yes, I do. And I think you mm-hmm. both should know this story, because it's m- primarily true crime, but the place that this crime happened is, like, incredibly haunted. Um and I just think the crime is wild. So I might just, like, tell you the crime, and then I'll tell you actually what it is. Maybe, if you remember, you can... We'll see. So, because maybe okay. you will. I don't know if you'll know necessarily the people's names and things, but we'll, we'll just get into it. So I will say, this place that I'm talking about is the site of one of um, the most incredibly brutal unsolved murders. Multiple murders. And it's also one of the most mishandled crime scenes ever, as... Um, up to a hundred people were able to meander through the crime scene and look at the bodies before um, the National Guard arrived to block off the area hours after the bodies were initially found. Isn't that wild? I, what? 
the fuck? I should know what this is, but I can't think of the yeah, name. Yeah, like I, it's in my I head, think, but I, I don't. I think you'll definitely know. You'll you both have definitely heard of this. Crime is this that before. like creepy ass cabin in the middle of the woods? <laughs> Was it like that's a kid? not very nondescript, but a kid who killed his family? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, you should just uh, tell okay. us. <laughs> I, yeah. Something I, about the, I don't know. There tell is, us more. I think there was eight bodies found. I think. I think it's eight. I can get. I've definitely I, I heard I of this, but number. I need. Yeah, I need you more definitely information. have. So I'm gonna walk you all through the crime because I think the crime itself is like part. Of, like I mean, because the the location that this crime took place very haunted, but the crime is also crazy and it's still unsolved. And it took place in 1912. So, oh, wild. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So let's take a walk through the day leading up to the crime. So, um, 1912. It's Sunday, June 9th. And so there's this family called the Moore family, and they are part of the local Presbyterian Church. Holy shit! I started off <laughs> starting off this story. Starting off strong. Great. Starting off strong. Um, <laughs> so the Moore family is a are members of this church, and they're also friends with this other family called the Stillinger family. So the Moore family have four kids, three boys and one girl, and the Stillingers have. A few kids, but we're going to focus on the two younger daughters. I think Anna knows where we're going with this story. I think I do. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, because the Moors only have one daughter, and the Stillingers have multiple, they're one. The Moors family, one daughter, is really good friends with the Stillingers' two younger daughters. So, um, this day on June 9th, they the church was actually doing a Children's Day program. So. Both families were planning on having their kids go to the, the Children's Day program, but the Moors called the Stillingers to see if the two um, younger Stillinger girls, Lena and Ina, would be interested in spending the night at the Moore house with them. And so they said yes. So at like 8 p.m., the Stillinger kids and the Moore kids are in attendance at the program. Mrs. Moore is one of the ones like running the program. It goes really well. The program wraps up at around 9.30 p.m. And the Moore family walks back home from church with the two younger Stillinger girls because they were staying over. So they entered their home around 9.45 p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. So the following morning at 5 a.m., the Moores have this neighbor whose name is Mary Peckham, and she steps into her yard to hang up some laundry because there's no such thing as a drying machine when you, it's 1912. So yeah, yeah. she's hanging her laundry up, and by 7 a.m., she realizes that she has not yet seen the Moores, which is unusual because they're usually like, the kids are like out doing chores or like they're hanging up their own laundry and things like that. And the house seemed, quote, unusually still. So between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m., Mary goes over to the Moore house and knocks on the front door, to which she receives no answer. And then she attempts to open the door and finds that it's locked from the inside. So after I would, this detail is not. I mean, not, it's not funny in the grand scheme of the, the story, but I just thought this was very sweet. So first, before making a call to anyone, Mary lets out the Moore's chickens so that they can, you know, like, get food and stuff. Aww. Which is, like, that's just sweet of her Priorities. to do that when she's, like, trying to figure out what's going on. And so Mary calls Mr. Moore, um, his brother, whose name is Ross, and explains the situation. Like, I haven't seen them. I knocked on their door. No one answered. I'm pretty sure they were at the church thing yesterday and, you know, they went back home. I, that's the last time I saw them. I don't know what's going on. So Ross Moore arrives to the house and attempts to look in a bedroom window, but it seems to be covered. So he bangs on the front door and it starts like yelling in to see if he can get anyone's attention on the inside. No one answers once again. So he goes through his keys and he happens to have a house key 
um, to his brother's house. So he keys into the, the house and he walks in. So when you walk into the house, you kind of like walk through and then there's like a parlor and then there's like a room right off of the parlor. So he goes as far as that room right off the parlor, which is a downstairs bedroom. And upon opening the bedroom door, he sees two bodies on the bed and um, the bed is stained with blood, like everywhere. And oh, um, he goes back outside. He tells Mary to call the sheriff. And then when the sheriff arrives, people end up going upstairs and upstairs in various bedrooms. So there was a parent's bedroom and the children's bedroom. The entire Moore family is also found brutally murdered. And their skulls were crushed in as they slept. So the victims in this case are um, Lena Stillinger, age 12. Mm-hmm. Ina Stillinger, age 8. Mm-hmm. Josiah Moore, age 43. Sarah Montgomery Moore, age 39. Herman Moore, age 11. Catherine Moore, age 9. Boyd Moore, age seven, and Paul Moore, age five. And these murders are known as the Velisca Axe Murders in Velisca, Ohio. I mean, Ohio. Oh, Iowa. Sorry, I'm thinking about Ohio because it's. We just talked about it. Have you heard of the Velisca Axe Murders? I I guess I know this story. I don't. I didn't remember the name. Okay. Like I yeah. I remember that yeah they died right. i don't it's remember like anything so else. horribly tragic that like you can't really forget it but i also probably blocked it out a little bit yeah yeah so they uh, were I all think in bed yes that's every single so, one of them i have a couple crime scene notes that i'll go through with you also but all of the bodies are all found in their beds respectively and um all of them have their skulls crushed in um so this is eight people. So I'm going to go through the crime scene notes that I have. And again, this this is the Velisca Axe murders in Velisca, Iowa. So um, first to note, like I mentioned, there are eight people that have been bludgeoned to death. And it seems to be the case that these murders occurred with this axe that was left at the crime scene. The axe was found in the downstairs bedroom where the two Stillinger girls were staying. And apparently it appeared that all of the Moors and both of the Stillinger girls had been asleep at the time of the murders. So right off the bat, that rubs me the wrong way because I don't understand how these murders, eight people were murdered without like anyone else noticing. I mean, I can understand maybe downstairs and upstairs there being a little bit of a discrepancy, but you're telling me that like- But like also in the middle of the night, like it's very quiet. Like how did none of them wake up and scream? I need a little bit. Yeah, the kid, the the more kids seemed, from what I was reading, to have all shared a room. Like so, what? And like, like how? Are, like, but also, so that's the thing. Yeah, like you're trying, you're like, I mean, this is graphic, but like you're like bludgeoning people to death, and there are still some that are still alive. You're telling me they didn't wake up, like they didn't hear anything, because I feel like that that sounds loud when you, I don't know, crush someone's skull with an axe. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the doctors and coroner that like examined the site um, and the bodies said that the time of death was somewhere shortly after midnight. So there is some speculation that the killer was like already in the house while the the Moors and the Stillingers were like out for the day and was like hanging out in the attic. That's not been confirmed because obviously we don't know who the killer is. Um, but it was somewhere after midnight that this happened. And then, um, like I mentioned before, when Ross Moore tried to look into the house, um, the window was covered on the bedroom that he tried to peer into. All of the curtains were drawn on all of the windows, except for two windows that did not have curtains, and instead those were covered with clothing that belonged to the Moors. So whoever murdered all of these people 
did a really good job of like making sure that the windows were all covered so that way no one can mm-hmm. see inside the house while this was happening. Um, all of the victims' faces were covered with bedclothes after they were killed. So I know from like reading true crime stuff or like watching true crime things, typically if they cover the face while the murder's happening, it's because they have some sort of like remorse. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. exactly remember what doing it after means, but to me that like usually, that seems a little bit more sadistic to me because yeah. you wanted well, to see like, like the light leave their eyes any or something kind of like. like like burial covering like covering their faces or whatever afterwards can also be a sign of remorse i've also heard that like if it's during or like before the murders that's like more more a sign of guilt like they ha- yeah. they can't they can't look at or like if they recognize mm-hmm. the person they don't want to look at them that kind of thing yeah it's so, mm-hmm. like no good either way yeah so mm-hmm. yep and then um there was a is it kerosene kerosene lamp is that kerosene, kerosene? kerosene yeah i yeah okay kerosene lamp um, was found at the foot of mr and mrs moore's bed and so the chimney was off of it and the wick had been turned back and the chimney was found under the dresser and then there was also a similar lamp found at the end of the cylinder girl's bed that they were sharing the chimney was also off of that one so from my understanding that means like they had like deliberately like fucked with the light that -hmm. was available in both of those rooms can i just say like I keep hearing things, and I'm here alone, and now I'm freaked out, Meg. Oh. <laughs> I forgot oh, this is the week you're here alone. That's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, moving on. So, <laughs> the the ceilings in the parents' bedroom, and then um, both of the, the bedrooms that the children were in, show, like, gouge marks, like, in the ceiling from the axe. So... Mm-hmm. This was this was a pretty crucial piece of information that was utilized to try to like like figure out suspects because this means that this person was like very tall. Yeah. Um. They like they would not be like Anna sized. So. Hey, why, um, <laughs> why am I the example? Sorry. Because you're short. Because Anna. you're short. <laughs> Just keep talking. Um. Uh, anyway, but that also to me kind of means like that must have been like pretty forceful if you're like whacking the axe up that like to like raising it and it's like. That shows a lot of rage to me, like, in my my sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot about the crime scene also just suggested rage of some sort, too, just because it was, like, it was brutal. Well, that's what eight people with an axe. Eight people with skulls crushed in, yeah. Right. That doesn't take no force. Like, that takes a lot of force. Yeah. 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 And then they found, um, while they were examining the crime scene, they also found a piece of a keychain that was just, like, on the floor downstairs of the bedroom. I don't know what this means. That was just there. Maybe the person left it. Mm. Um, this is weird. So there was a pan of bloody water that was discovered that was, like, on the kitchen table. And there was also a plate of uneaten food. So this could suggest that, like, the person that had committed the murders had, like, assembled, like, a meal of some sorts but then just, like, didn't eat it. But, he, but I say he. I don't know. They had time to um, assemble <laughs> probably. I'm just saying probably. Yeah. Statistically, yeah. it's more likely. Especially yeah, it's more with a that shows um, that amount of aggression. And height. Yeah. Also, there's another piece that <laughs> yeah. we'll get to that I think also makes it pretty clear that it's a man, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, this this food is uneaten. The, uh, the pan of bloody water, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Did they like, All the try doors... to clean up after? Was that, like, I don't know. Well, so may, I'm wondering if like maybe like they tried to like wash their hands or something and just were like yeah that's disgusting you're just like dipping your fingies into a pan of well, water what, did they, they probably did they have running water i don't know 
Oh. It's... <laughs> didn't they? Does nine, 1912? Are we stupid? I, I have I... no idea what they had at that point. I don't know. Well, also, because <laughs> this, isn't a, rich, this isn't a rich family either, because... I think we've talked about, like, rich families in, like, this time, and we're like, yeah, sure, yeah. they probably had running water. I don't know what this family had. Honestly, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Um, all the doors were locked. So, again, that's another piece of him covering his tracks. He made sure every door in the house was locked so no one can get in from the outside. And so now we're going to talk a little bit more about um, specifically the, the two Stillinger girls in that downstairs bedroom. So um, Ina had been apparently sleeping closest to the door, and then Lena was on her right side. And so then there was a gray coat that was placed over Ina's face. And then Lena, according to the coroner's testimony, quote, lay as though she had kicked one foot out of her bed sideways with one hand up under the pillow on her right side, half sideways, not clear over, but just a little. Apparently she had been struck in the head and squirmed down in the bed, perhaps one third of the way. So first of all, imagine being struck mm. with an ax in the head. And then trying to, like, move away. Uh-huh. Oh. Also, Lena is the only one that showed any signs of, like, attempting to fight back, which is weird. Yeah. So, um, first of all, she was positioned weird in the bed when they found her body. Second, her nightgown was slid up and she was wearing no undergarments, which some, I think there's some speculation about, like, there being some sort of, like, sexual abuse that mm-hmm. happened, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. And again, Lena's, like, I think 12, I said. Um, That's disgusting. No. Um, And there's also, like, blood smeared, like, on her legs, which suggested that, like, the guy, the person, sorry, again, not trusting it's a man, but, like, Han, it's definitely a man. Um, (laughs) It's definitely a man. Um, This man, like, had tried to, like, fight her, and she was, like, moving, and his hands were, like, covered in blood or something, and, like, they, like, that's why it's all Uh, smeared down her legs. Yeah. So they assumed this was like, and there was also a defensive wound on her arm. So again, only one out of all of them, because apparently everyone else was fucking sleeping, who has shown signs of fighting back. So then, yes, Rose? Yes. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any way of us knowing this, but like, did did anyone suggest, like, is there any possibility that they were like drugged or something? Like, I, we, I don't like know. Well, nothing, nothing I read said that. I... And, like, I think they would include... Well, also, it's important to note that, like, I was reading some of this, like, in 1912, the, like, DNA and, like, forensic technology wasn't the same, yeah. so they might not have been able to detect if there was, like, some sort of, like, right. yeah, drug given. Like or, a toxicology. They probably wouldn't yeah. even have tested for it if they could have. Like, you know, yeah. if, even if that technology existed, they probably wouldn't have... Yeah. Might not have been able so, to use it. <laughs> that's weird. Um... And so th- this is another weird note about the crime scene. So the coroner also reported that there was a slab of bacon lying on the floor near the axe in the downstairs bedroom. It's not funny, but, like, why? <laughs> was it cooked? <laughs> no, it was just, like, a raw slab of bacon, and it weighed, nearly, it weighed nearly two pounds and was wrapped in a dish towel. What the? Is this his signature? Yes, why are you raising your hand? That... I Because I'm disturbed, and I need to... I need, I... <laughs> Do you think... Well, if it was wrapped in a dish towel, do you think he, like, injured himself and was using it to, like, like put ice oh. on his wound? Oh, that's interesting. What, so, it was, was it frozen before? Did they yeah, have freezers back one, then? Well, here's the, here's the... Actually, funny enough, in a, a second slab of bacon was found in the icebox. So, maybe the that one had come from the icebox and he had been, like, holding yeah, it to? that's brilliant. And, like, by the time they found it... struggle. He should be a detective. By, yeah, by the time they found it, it would have probably Thanks. thought a little bit. 
I listen to a lot of true crime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the last note about the crime scene. So there was a shoe of Mrs. Moore's found on like Mr. Moore's side of the bed. And it appeared to have been filled with blood that like ran off the bed sheets (gasps) into the shoe. Not the reason this was like noted. That's bad soup. Anna, no. I don't even. I don't even know what. To, I don't even know what to say to that. Um, Shoe soup. Wait, no. But listen, listen, listen. This is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting, and I'm disgusted with you, Selena. <laughs> but listen. Um, so the reason this was noted is because the shoe was found laying on its side, so the blood had like spilled out of it. And the coroner believes that the murderer had like murdered Mrs. and Mr. Moore, and like the blood ran off the bed into the shoe, and then did whatever, and then he came back upstairs to inflict additional blows and then knocked the shoe over when he was doing that. Ew. Oh. I hate that. That's fucked. Isn't that weird? And so that's all I have for the crime scene because again, it's never been solved. There was some speculation that there was like there was this reverend that was like traveling through town and happened to be at the, the Children's Day program at the Presbyterian Church and like I think they tried to try him but like nothing. Like it didn't add up like they're all the suspects like nothing really entirely fit so mm. it went unsolved um and today it's widely believed that the house is haunted and it there's some pretty like prominent paranormal um evidence that people have gained um especially because the house was purchased in 1994 and then those owners kind of like were letting paranormal investigators come in and like stay the night so some of the things that people have heard or seen so we have some disembodied footsteps of course um things moving on their own there's like a lot of like toys and things in the house from the current owners like to make it look like you know like a house that people live in so i I would imagine those are some of the things that move around um people hear disembodied voices apparently people have seen apparitions and shadows there wasn't a lot of specifics about what these apparitions or shadows could be but i can imagine it'd be the kids because i'll also say some guests have apparently said they have um, managed to get in contact with the children and play with them quote unquote oh my gosh so which also was very sad because these kids are young (laughs) and like uh yeah and so people have also um just said that there's like the house takes like an emotional toll on you i guess it's kind of similar to like the sally house in that way with the energy just being so like potently like bad that you don't want to spend a lot of time there um, people have snapped photos of, like, orbs in various bedrooms. So, you know, like, the bedrooms are obviously the places where, like, those murders seem to have taken place. Um, there's also people who have walked away from the house with, like, sc- unknown, like, scratches, like, on their bodies. So that's always mm-hmm. a fun, fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then this is wild to me. I've never heard this before. But there was a case in 2014. So, like, not too in the, like, not too recent, but, like, still not like super in the past mm-hmm. um a paranormal investigator and some of his like paranormal investigator buddies went to go like stay at the house and they had to call like an ambulance or something because this guy stabbed himself in the chest <gasps> what? and it- apparently yeah and apparently it occurred at the approximate time of the 1912 murders no no, no. is that the most wild thing you've ever heard did he like remember doing that. it like so it sounded i was reading a couple different articles and it sounded like his friends like they would all been in like different rooms and then they came back and he had like it was it was very clearly like a self-inflicted wound i couldn't find a lot about like testimony from him about like why he didn't i think he was like 37 the guy like so fairly young like not like decent health um 
Isn't that crazy? That is insane. Yeah. And the fact that it, it occurred, like, a little bit after midnight, so that's, like, around the time that the murders happened. Yeah. Holy shit. So, if you're curious I about staying that. at the Velisca Axe Murder House, you can. Um, so, they offer daytime tours that are relatively cheap. Honestly, it's, it was, like, $10 for adults and $5 for children, which, like, why would you bring your children? Why to a, would you bring whatever. your children? That's... That's another problem. But if you want to stay overnight and do, like, an investigation, it's $428. So it looks like we're going to start another GoFundMe if anyone wants to um, oh my God. <laughs> send us some money. Um, you can Venmo yeah, us right, at the Nightmare go. Girl. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have a Venmo. But, um, yeah, that's um, the Velisca Axe Murder House. I, I've i been meaning to talk about it for a while um, just because I, I just remember hearing about this crime and just being, like, shook to my core because what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, there's no that. leads, nothing. It's not solved. It's brutal. Like, what the hell? It's awful. It's awful. And I just think what really upsets me is the fact that it, the victims were mostly children. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And even reading through this, I'm, like, trying to piece together, like, well, maybe, like, Mr. Moore had a break. But I'm like, no, but his head was also bludgeoned in, so that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no way to make sense. Like, it was clearly no one that was, like, in the house. I want to know. Like, I don't know. And I, I, can, I, I can't even imagine what the Stillinger family, like, they were like, yeah, our daughters can, like, stay overnight, and then their daughters are murder victims. Ooh, Is that not, right. like, harrowing? Yeah, like, awful. So, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, so it's weird because it, I guess in terms of, like, the ghosty, like, demonic things, it's not as, like, high intensity as, like, some of the other places I've talked about, like, the Sally House or mm-hmm. other places like that, but... It's just, it's so disturbing, too. And, like, the fact that there's that much, yeah. like, paranormal activity that apparently has happened at this site because of these crimes. And, like, I mean, I would assume it's because all of these people that have passed, they're, like, very, like, they're in that weird state of, you know, they couldn't, they didn't really die on their terms. So, like, moving on isn't really, like, an option. Mm-hmm. And, like, we don't know who solved the murder. So, it's not like they can get any justice in that way. I don't know. Much to think about. So. There's- yeah, that's wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, thanks thanks for listening to that really horrific true crime because Jesus and I also I keep thinking about that one girl, um, Lena, and she like fought back. Yeah. That's so sad. That is so sad. Like she's a twelve year old who like woke up at all. I that's what I still do do not understand the sleep like and again maybe maybe there was some sort of like drug or something. I don't know, but mm. um also before I forget, I got most of this information from VeliscaIowa.com. And then I also read some articles on Vice and then RoadTrippers.com. So, yeah. Also, it's it's weird the way Iowa, like, <laughs> promotes this house as, like, a tourist destination because they literally have a big fucking sign out front of the house. It's, like, Veluska X murder house. And I'm, like, that's, like, a little... I guess if it's, like, over 100 years ago, it's, like, less weird, but it's still not still in very good taste. Because it's... Right? Like, yeah. like I, think, I think describing... Because, like, the Sally house... Just calling it the Sally House is fine, because, like, I mean, there's, there's no, there wasn't obviously, like, a big true crime thing that happened there, but to, to advertise a true crime location like that feels weird to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks for being, cool. li- thanks for listening, and now thinking about that with me for the rest of the night. Cool. Yep, so. I won't yeah, stop cool. thinking about that yeah. for a long time. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah. excited to get murdered by an ex-wielding maniac. Oh, stop. Please no. stop. I, I, the idea of getting murdered with an axe freaks me out for some reason. At least it'd be Not quick. for some reason. Like, More than just getting regular murdered? Would it, though? Yeah. I feel like a knife would be quicker, because that can go, like, in and, like, puncture something, whereas, like, 
an axe, you need to blow. Oh. Like, it was multiple. Well, if it's going to the head. I feel like that'd be pretty, be well, pretty he, quick. Well, he hit Lena, who is 12 in the head. Yeah. And she, like, moved. Maybe she How missed. the fuck are or you he, still alive that, after that? I don't know. Maybe he missed. I don't know. I also keep thinking about, Anna, have you watched Fear Street yet? No. Okay, oh, we should. This isn't, this isn't really a spoiler, but there is a killer in Fear Street that uses an axe. And Rose and I, when we watched it, we were both yeah. like, the w- the strength with which that actor swung the axe was one of the scariest things I've ever seen. And like those Terrifying. movies aren't necessarily that scary. Like they're they're a fun, campy, like horror '90s slasher esque time. Like I don't know, it's fun, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was it was like the way that guy swung the axe. No, it was wild. Like- actually terrifying yeah so i think about i was thinking about that the entire time i was doing research on this and i was like the idea like physically seeing someone swing an axe with the attempt to like murder someone just made that feel really like yeah yeah it's not good yeah enough cool sexy mothman can uh, tell us a cryptid story sure can uh anything to change the subject honestly (laughs) (laughs) so um so we actually have a first here for me on the Nightmare Girls, for me, oh. personally, is that, we, we, we'll, we'll get to the, but I could not find, there was not a cryptid wiki page for my story this week. Wow. Oh. My go-to source. My, my first source. That's interesting. Nothing. Um, which is weird. It seems like there's a lot of, like, <sighs> folklore or, like, general knowledge, like, of the area surrounding this cryptid, but not a lot of, like historical references or th- things that are documented in the same way it has been like report it, it has been called like a more recent cryptid just because it's been like spotted more recently and like we know about it more because of social media but like that doesn't necessarily mean that it was created recently or anything the thing is the reason that it's interesting is because we don't really know what it is but since no one can figure out what it is, it's been called by what it isn't, and you've probably heard of this. So today we're dealing with the not deer, uh, also known as the Dior. The what now? Yeah, <laughs> not deer. Not so it's not deer? a deer. It's not a deer. Oh, maybe I have heard of this. Yeah, it's like the. I've sent the you kangaroos. a TikTok at some point. <laughs> Similar, yeah. Um, so actually, this is a we're headed back to like a like a fan favorite area. This is the uh, Appalachian region of the United States. Oh. So lots of spooky stuff coming from there. Mm-hmm. If that gives you any cue for what you're in for. Um, apparently, the word Dior, uh, which is like the second name for this thing, just means I, I couldn't figure out like what language this is or anything, but apparently it just means beast or quadruped. So like that's not actually very helpful. Um, Wait, is it is it D I O R like the perfume? D E O R. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I was like, isn't that a fashion label? I'm like, they're called <laughs> a is. beast. Like, what are they doing? But that makes more sense. <laughs> like E R, um, but D D E O R. Yeah. Uh, more commonly referred to just as not deer because like people talking about on the internet are like I don't know what this thing is does anyone know what it is it doesn't look like a deer so like essentially as far as description like the thing is at first glance the not deer will appear to be a deer it's close enough it's like it's an it's a close enough approximation to a deer that it doesn't seem odd until you like get a closer look um, and then when you do, you might start to realize that, like, the proportions are wrong, or its features are slightly off, like, maybe there's just a weird vibe, maybe its knees are backwards, 
Um, do you have knees? Wait, are their knees naturally backwards? So forward it, would be backward. They have human I knees. I don't know, but it's bad. Okay. No, deer, deer have regular knees. No, the legs go back. Like horses. The front legs, they can, like, kneel forward. Oh, yeah. From what I look, from what it looked like, it's that that description is a little bit confusing because I some people tried to draw sketches and the sketches looked like their knees like front and back would like both collapse like inward, so like the front ones would go back and the back ones would go forward, which is weird. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I know, I'm not okay. really sure how accurate that is because the description varies. So let's just we're just we're just gonna move on. Um, I actually have a fun quote from uh, one of the like forums that discuss this. Uh, Tumblr user uh, Did You Notice describes the not deer as quote It was a deer in the way that a graveyard is a playground. You can treat it as such, I guess, but it won't feel the same. End quote. I hate so, that that's quote such a weird quote. Anything. Yeah, me too. It's awful. Um, so I'll get like more into like specific sightings. I have some good stories, but uh, the weird features vary from like. Oh, it was just a deer with backwards knees to like it was it looked like a deer, but it had forward facing eyes and elongated mouth like a coyote and claws. Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. that's so it's a deer, but it's a predator or like maybe it just has weird knees. I don't know it. We're all over the map here, which is part of the reason that it's not like well defined uh, and part of the reason that it terrifies me. So, um. I also don't have a lot of, like, info regarding their behavior because, like, for the most part, they act like regular deer. But it's weird because they don't seem to be afraid of hum humans like deer usually do. Um, in my experience, it's not unusual for a deer to, like, freeze for a second before running off when it sees you. But these will, like, stop and make a point of staring at you for, like, a long time. Can I? Yeah, Anna? <clears throat> so this happened to me the other day. Um, like, literally a week ago. Except I was in my car, I was leaving work, and, like, my work, it's kind of on a back road, and there was a deer just standing by the side of the road, so I, like, stopped, and I rolled down my window, and it just, like, it didn't run or anything, it just stood there and stared <gasps> at me. I have a video okay. of it, I'll send it to you later. It's <laughs> just me being like, hello, <laughs> hi there, and it's just staring at me. Yeah, well, so that's what, that's the other thing is like some deers are more like accustomed to people. Yeah, they're a friendly than, deer. Like, other, you know, it depends on where you are. So, but uh, like since these are more like these these sightings tend to happen more in places that are primarily like wildlife. There isn't a lot of like human civilization. It's more unusual for deer to be like so familiar with people. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Um, but you know, deer are deer, so <laughs> do with that what you will. Um, a lot of the time, like, these not deer are out and about in places that, like, have no kind of cover, like, places where deer wouldn't usually feel safe, like, they, they're just, like, out in the open on a trail or something, and it's like, hey, what are you doing here? The, what are you doing here? Um, they also tend to seem more intelligent or more aggressive than usual deer, Ooh. which is fun. Sometimes they make super weird noises. Couldn't find more specifics on that. Rose Ooh. does too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. This is facts. This cryptid is just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stares at you for a long the... time. Makes weird noise. Sounds right. 
Okay. The most consistent part of these stories is that, like, everyone who comes across the not deer, it's, it's interesting because I pretty much saw this reaction across the board. Like, some people take videos, but, like, for the most part, as soon as someone, like, who has come across a not deer notices something is wrong, they just get the urge to leave. It might not be supernatural, but, like, they don't do anything about it. They're just like, well, I saw something I'm not supposed to see, and now I'm leaving. Like, and the deer do the same. (laughs) Hmm. They both just turn and leave. So, um, that's fun. Explanations, real quick, before I get into the stories. Uh, It's weird because, like, there's not a lot of, like, older lore. It's been suggested that it's just, like, an urban legend or, like, something made up, since it doesn't have, like, concrete stories to look back on, but, like, people from the area seem to know about these things like it doesn't seem that uh, that unusual <laughs> like it's one of those weird things in Appalachia that like they just would they just mind their business you know um if they have like existed for longer than just these recent stories like it's it's probably just been uh, like through storytelling or folklore and that kind of thing so like eh. uh other suggestions this is kind of wacky connect it to a wendigo uh but like Opcon further investigation, we're not sure if that's totally true because, like, the recent nothing in the recent sightings really points to there being evidence of similarities between the Wendigo and the Not Deer. Um, there is a bit more foundation for it potentially being a skinwalker since those are like known for shape shifting. Mm. Um, but there isn't any specific folklore that like talks about a deer shaped skinwalker, you know, mm-hmm. or a deer like skinwalker. Um, And in a similar vein to the chupacabra is a dog with mange theory, there is a um, disease called chronic wasting disease uh, that, like, is pretty common to deer. It's, like, another issue uh, that that basically uh, the symptoms are, like, sluggish behavior, drastic weight loss, so they might look a little bit unusual. and that might make sense for some of them. Like, some of the sightings, it, people have pointed out, like, oh, you probably just saw a deer with chronic wasting disease. But some of them, it doesn't really cover all the bases. Um, also, like, it's not really better to explain it this way. Like, because it's just, it's just tragic. It's just really awful because it, like, almost certainly means that the deer is going to die a very painful death. Uh, so, personally, I'd rather it be demons. Shall we move on? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do you, <laughs> do you have something to say, Anna? Um, I would rather it be a sick deer than a demon, personally, but, um... You know. Oh, that just registered what you said, Rose. Yeah, I would rather <laughs> it be a sick deer as well than a demon. Um, it's not so that I want sad. Deers, not that I want deers to be sick and die, but I also don't want demons running rampant in the woods. Having a stare-off with a but demon like, they're not well. hurting anybody that we know of. That we know mm, of. That's... Like, cool. There might be people so, that never got to tell their story, Rose. So, you know. so anyway, uh, I'm just gonna get into some of the like more popular accounts of this not deer because they're weird. There is one video that like kind of went viral on TikTok, which I sent to you guys a few months back. Uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, pull it up again. Actually, I have a screenshot I can send you guys. Um, but yeah. it shows something that could be a deer, like standing out in the middle of a trail. <laughs> Uh, and it's just standing there. Can I help you? Did you hear how Meg said that? What did she say? What? Do it again. I don't know if I can. I don't know where it came from. 
the face you make you. What did she do? I immediately blocked. I was like, yay. <laughs> like, that's not even it. That's not even it. It was really good. Here, and I, I will hear it back at you. Okay. Um, I, it might look familiar because I've sent this to you before. Basically, it's just like something that could be a deer staying oh, in the middle of the trail. Wait, have you guys? So there's this yeah. um, TikTok account that popped up on my free page. When was it? It was probably sometime recently. Um, and they like animated this video of like someone like clearly sitting in like a car where this like weird like llama deer looking thing like walks by and it's like and it like stares directly at you with like black eyes and then a bunch of like more like larger ones like come out of the yeah. shadows oh do you know what i'm talking I about saw yeah that yeah video. i have not seen that video I don't, yeah i, didn't I don't know why it. but i've been thinking about that since you started talking about this because like it kind of looked like a deer it kind of didn't kind of looked like a llama okay. kind of didn't i mean it could be but like looking at well, this so picture that you just sent looks like this it looked like this one kind of yeah so someone pointed out like uh the, the, so the person in this video was like really casual about it but someone points it out mm. like it looks weird like it looks like it has the neck of an alpaca yeah and like its antlers or whatever is on its head doesn't look right also sorry I'll, like if you, stitch the video or if, something if you but zoom it's, in it's, its eyes are like really big black like yep. circles ew nope yeah it's uh it's disturbing so um Gross it's, it's also hard to tell <laughs> <laughs> I would, but well. So here's the thing. Um, I I uh, found this one article on a website called the Skeptical Inquirer, and they like did a little more research into this. Apparently, they reached out to the original poster of that video, um, and they said like that they weren't afraid because they thought it was just a deer. Like in the video, they're very casual. They're very like, "Oh, look, I just saw this deer," and then everyone in the comments was like, "That doesn't look like a deer," um, and so. Basically, the person who posted it explained that they the area is a reserve for deer with injuries or deformities from things like hunting or trafficking. Mm-hmm. So it's not unusual to see deer that look a little bit odd. Mm-hmm. But they added that the reason that they recorded the deer for the video was because, like, it was really, really weird to see deer out in the open like that. Like, usually they're very skittish, especially if they are, like, injured from hunting accidents. Yeah. So, like, that's weird to me. Yes, Meg? Um, deer get trafficked? Ah, That's what you, you said. Yeah, I... Deer trafficking. <laughs> you know, it's no, deer no, trafficking. I just, I was like, wait, how does that work? <laughs> no, I truly have no idea. I trafficking didn't... their parts, maybe? Maybe. Oh my god, you said you wouldn't make me gag. Did you? I didn't mean those oh parts. I mean, like, antlers and heads. Yeah, that's not better. Okay. Um... So, yeah. Okay. Um I mean, it's silly So like it's weird me. because the deer like well in the video, the deer is just kind of like standing there and then like mm-hmm. after a second it kind of turns and just like looks at the person taking the video. Uh-huh. And then like the video ends and it's like it's it's just a little bit it's just a little bit eerie. It doesn't look it doesn't look right for a deer. It looks super weird. Um I can't conclusively say one way or the other because it is like from a distance and like very kind of hard hard to see mm-hmm. uh but it but it it's weird and especially like f- for it to just be chilling there it, especially if it looks the way it looks because it was injured like that's weird and also i should add that uh like a, de- a reservation for injured deer would kind of be the perfect place for a deer that isn't a deer to hide but it's fine <laughs> i'm still thinking about um, deer trafficking 
picking? I don't know. Look it up for me, okay? You, you said it. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna look it up. You can keep talking. I'm not a hunter. Just... Like, I don't... I... Oh. I think it's hunting? Deer trapping? I don't know. It? I'm looking it so up. Anyway. You can keep going. Okay. So, I forgot to save the username for the next one, but there's an account. Um, it's, like, one of the top videos on TikTok if you search for, like, not deer. Um, the person says they live somewhere in Appalachia. Sorry. I think I, I think I know what you mean by trafficking. I think you mean deer getting hit in traffic accidents because that's the only thing. Is that what comes up? <laughs> okay, well, the way they worded it in the article is trafficking. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's so funny. Deer, that's why I was like deer trafficking. I don't know if that's, I don't think, I don't think that's what they meant, but. Oh, wait. Okay. I went made to page two of Google and there was also um, like deer po- like poaching. Wait, deer trafficking cases help limit the spread of chronic wasting disease. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, I'm done. But that was funny. It just was funny that the first like, f- like ten results that popped up were about traffic accidents. I mean, not that that's funny. I don't think it's funny that deer get hit by like cars, but just like deer Keep trafficking talking. being tr- like, I'm just trying to explain myself. Okay. Continue. No, I get it. It just uh, yeah okay. Um, so this person says that they're they're. They this happened like somewhere in Appalachia, I'm not exactly sure big region, but appa- they say that like one day they were out hiking and they turn and they see a doe in their path, and then the more they looked at it, they realized that its knees were backwards. They said something like, "Any way a deer's knees should go, this one's didn't." Yeah. So as soon as they realized, they just kind of turned around and went back the way they came. Weird. Um, not a fan of that one. Uh, then there are, like, I found a bunch on, uh, Tumblr and Reddit, so these are fun. I saved the best for last, don't worry. Tumblr user Root and Rock, uh, had one of the worst, like, most terrible, well, just, I hated it. The worst descriptions I've read. I hated it. Um, so they said, uh, like, the original post was about, uh, deer that don't look like deer, and they responded, they said, uh, I've seen something like this myself. I would say the joints went the wrong way, but it was more that there might have been more or less joints than you'd expect. The bends were not where the bends go, and Mm. the shape of the face was wrong in a way I'd describe as, you have a friend who draws wolves, they're really, really good at drawing wolves, you want them to draw a deer, and they they try their best, but neither of you are exactly pleased with the results. Um, There's also an issue of scale, like you gave a deer the proportions of a moose. Ew. End quote. Moose. Moose sized predator deer um someone on a reddit thread user uh what (coughs) nothing go on nothing can i help you no you can't okay no one can so fair (laughs) (laughs) great Mm -hmm. uh so reddit user spooky blooky says yep (laughs) <laughs> got my secret account. <laughs> Spooky blooky. That's funny. Wait, is it spelled um, B-L-O-O-K-Y? I-E. Wow. I- oh, they're quirky. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky blooky. So they said, I may have seen two. I was walking Ooh. my, I was taking my dog for a walk along the trails and it's not unusual to see a deer. Well, I heard some crunching around the tall grass and bushes we were passing. 
Note, my dog is very alert to things and barks at literally everything. He's an Australian Border Collie mix, so he has the energy to cause a ruckus. He made no attention to it. Then about three feet away, two very large female deer, very large, larger than any female I've seen before, jump into the path in front of us. My dog saw it, but didn't move. As As if he were frozen. Usually, if he sees deer, he goes insane trying to run after them. But this time, not a movement, not a noise. I got out of there fast. Ooh. Hey, hey, Meg. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I just... I mean, at first I was like, female deer? Because you could just call them deer and then they're stags. And then you said it was larger than any female I've ever seen. <laughs> that gummy. <laughs> that gummy. <laughs> Bigger than the, your mama? The, like, writing in that one was not great. There's a lot of typos and things, so I was really doing my best. Spooky Blooky had a rough time. Spooky Blooky was too scared to fact check. Spooky Blooky just wanted to share their story. Spooky Blooky didn't have time for spell check. Spooky Blooky Blooky I can't say it. Yeah. This is Spooky Spooky Blooky podcast fan account. Fan account podcast. Fan pod. Shut okay, up. Okay, anyway. Um... So another Reddit user, uh, this one's spooky spooky, but the second spooky has two zeros instead of O's. Wow. So user uh, spooky spooky describes seeing the same doe for several years while they were growing up, but it had knees that bent backwards and it wasn't afraid of humans like usual deer. Um, They go on to say that like one year it had triplets that were equally creepy and then one year they just I'm gonna tell my sisters you said that. <laughs> 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 thanks Meg so wait they they knew it was triplets because they had three new deer at the same time like new fawn at the same time Deers just have one, usually. Like, humans, right? I don't know. They said triplets. Okay. I was gonna say, I didn't know deers could have multiples. Yeah, I thought that was weird, too, but I was just gonna roll with it. Just in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah, I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. I can't can't handle this tonight. (laughs) I really can't. So, um, but they also said, like, you know, someone pointed out, like, maybe it was just chronic wasting disease, uh, but they, they said that, like, the doe and the baby seemed perfectly healthy, just that they, like, didn't look like normal deer. Or they didn't act like normal deer, either. Um, and finally, uh, the, like, one of the oldest stories that I can find on the internet, I didn't find what, like, year this was actually from, um, but it's, like, one of the earliest references of a not-deer. Um, at least, like, on the internet. Uh, so it's kind of short, so I, I, I have the whole thing for you, which is, you're welcome. Um, so they got, like, they must have mentioned it in an, in an earlier post, but an anonymous user asked them, what do you mean by, that's not a deer, in the mountains near you? Uh, and the user is Willow the Witch, but, like, Will-O-The-Witch, so. Uh, like, Will I am. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, the Black Eyed okay. Peas again. <laughs> <laughs> so willow the witch writes anyone who spends a decent amount of time in appalachia knows the not deer if you've gone on the blue ridge parkway at night you've probably seen him now keep in mind yeah they she called it him Mm -hmm. which is awful um 
Now keep in mind, if you don't live in the area with a lot of deer, deer are freaky bastards on their own. <laughs> They're really big, extremely agile, move surprisingly quietly, and are extremely durable. It's not unheard of for someone to hit a deer and total their car. Once I heard a story of a man who hit a deer on accident and decided to take it home and, and at least get some good meat out of a bad situation. On the drive home, the deer woke up and absolutely shredded the inside of the man's truck. Oh. As that deer They're, should. What the oh fuck? <laughs> They're very cute, but you definitely don't want to mess with one. Just keep that relationship in the back of your mind. Also, like, that seems like it was a regular deer, which is bonkers, but it's fine. Um, anyway, the not deer is more or less what I'd call a folk cryptid. Everybody Ooh. has their story about it. They're all somewhat similar. You're in a car at night in a rural, heavily wooded area and probably a bit lost. It's not wildly uncommon to see an opossum crossing the road, see blips of little animals in your headlights. You see a deer. So you and your friends go, oh, deer, and slow down in case it leaps out in front of you. Oh, deer. It's like when you drive by, like, a, um, a pasture of cows, and someone goes, like, cows. cow. Cows. <laughs> cows. Yep. <laughs> uh, then you see it more clearly. There's just something wrong about it. There's something about its eyes. You feel your stomach get heavy like a rock, the hair on your neck raise. You sense intelligence that you shouldn't. It doesn't move like a deer. It moves like a, oh God, what is that thing? Whatever that thing is, it's not a deer and we need to leave. You hit the gas and get the hell out of there. A group of my friends got lost on the parkway once and reemerged with a chilling story. They aren't the kind of folks to lie or over-exaggerate. Among other freaky stuff that happened, the driver claimed he, she saw the deer in the road. Then she noticed the deer was on two legs. Yeah. Oh. Cool. No. So, uh, that's it. There are, like, a lot more stories out there if you're interested. Go look them up. Uh, there's, like, a bunch on Reddit and, like, TikTok. The videos always really creep me out. Like, it's something you just have to, like, see because it's really unsettling. It does not look like a deer. The picture, they're, they're awful. I hate them. It's not, it might not, like, sound that spooky, but, like, I hate them, is the point. I almost hit a deer driving home the other night, Ooh. so I decided to do this to make myself feel better. Oh. Oh. Well, thanks, Rose, because that really made all of us feel better. Yeah. You're welcome. So, it might have been a deer that I almost hit. It might not have been a deer. Hashtag not deer. A deer hit my boss's car a couple months ago like it hit the car oh, really? it ran into her that happens to her window and it almost totaled it <laughs> yeah deer are big and sturdy and stupid yeah, yeah. Big time. But they're so cute they got cute little faces yeah except when they look like predators okay <laughs> enough from you <laughs> sexy you're welcome <laughs> you're done <laughs> We get a lot of deer in my area, so, like, the thought of one of them being not a deer is the worst. Um, my my family's house in New Jersey gets a lot of deer, too. We live in, like, a mm -hmm. weird wooded part of town. There's always some kind of animal on our yard. One time, wait, mm -hmm. do you hear a crazy story speaking of deer on my parents' yard? Actually, this, yeah. this story has never made sense to me, even the more I've thought about it. So, um, I remember there was one time, I know neither of you have ever been to my house in New Jersey, but we have, like... It's like our house and an like those windows that outlook our driveway and then there's like a like a yard. But we very much still live on like a hill like slash cliff. 
Um, it's like very dangerous. Like you, you don't like. We always had to be careful as kids, like sledding and things, because you didn't want to go like off the cliff, because then you'd be on the road below, and like oh. it's just bad. Like you don't like it's not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, like True. we literally joke about our house being like the Adams family house in the distance, because there was like all this like dead overgrowth and like this like high hill. It's yeah. But anyway, cool. So there was one time. Um, I think this was before we had Lily, who was my dog. If I haven't mentioned that previously, because Lily would have been barking like crazy, and I don't think there was a dog barking at this point in time. But um, there was a deer, like, on our yard, and it was just kind of, like, running around. And I don't remember how, like, it led to this. The only part of it I really remember was it it sprinted full speed, like, off the cliff. Oh, wow. And we never – and then I think someone went to go, like, look – and maybe I'm making this up. But I feel like someone went to go look to see if it was, like, okay or something, and it, like, wasn't there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we were, like, where did it go? But it, was, it, like, it, like, went off the, like, divot of the cliff. Like, it was weird. It was so weird. So now I'm That's questioning so everything because I've always thought about that. And I'm like, how did that, like, what happened? Yeah, maybe it was there. not weird. Also, like, the other weird thing with a lot of these stories is that, like, uh, I mean, like, deer are pretty quiet, so it does it might not necessarily be anything. But like, for the most part, a lot of these people are just like, oh yeah, a deer showed up in front of me. It's like, where did it come from? Can you explain, please? Where did it go? Exactly. Where did it come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. Anna, do you have a uh, something uh, conspiracy for us? I do. <clears throat> so this week I'm gonna talk about New Jersey. What? <laughs> All of it? What the fuck does yes. that mean? <laughs> the conspiracy? No. Uh, the conspiracy that Jersey sucks. Oh wait, it's real. Um, wait, 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 wait! I'm confused. What are you actually talking about? <laughs> I'm not talking about how New Jersey sucks. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my sources were Weird New Jersey, Gizmo. Only in your state, New New Jersey Pine Barrens and Wikipedia. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Gonna tell you. Oh, okay. Is this the is 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 it? Uh, is that, those sound like a lot of the sources I used for the Jersey Devil. So what's <laughs> up? Okay, okay, y'all, we get it. New Jersey is a website called Weird New Jersey. I've talked about it. We've all talked about it. <laughs> Enough. We get it. That state sucks, but I New love Jersey's it. Okay. Weird. It is. I'm gonna talk about. I want to know if you've heard of this Ong's Hut. I'm sorry. Why? O-N-G. Why does that give me Ong's? I got like deja really vu when you said that. Yeah, like really. Yeah, I had not heard about this, but Ong's maybe hut, I'm just triggered from like mispronouncing Ang. That's exact. That's all I could think about <laughs> when I was doing this. <laughs> Ang's hut. No, Ong's hut. Where is it? New Jersey. No, where in New Jersey? <laughs> um, it's in. Pemberton Township and Burlington County. Oh my god, Burlington County. Jesus fuck. What, what does that mean? I don't like Burlington County that much. Okay. <laughs> That's all you need to know. We go by county in Jersey and it's like, people have very strong feelings. I mean, I'm sure people hate my county, but I don't like Burlington County that much. So I just realized I've been saying Ong's Hut. Um, that's because I misspelled it. It's actually Ong's Hat. Oh. Yeah. Sorry? I accidentally called it hut like 300 times. Um, Anyway, Ong's hat is an abandoned settlement with many mysteries surrounding it in New Jersey. Yes. I'm more confused (laughs) that it's now called a hat. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Me too. I'll get there. It's a place. How is it a place? It's a place. Ong's hat is a place. It's an abandoned okay. settlement. 
That doesn't make sense, but please continue. Okay. So, <laughs> the Ong's hat conspiracy is, it's actually one of the internet's earliest conspiracy theories. Um, but it existed before the internet, too. So, like I said, it's located in Burlington County. Um, No one seems to know 100% why it's called Ong's Hat, but there's a couple different stories about why it could be called this. One is there was a guy named Ong, and he was a real ladies' man, and he had a super cool hat. Um, (laughs) And he founded this place. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a made-up origin story. That sounds like, ah, oh, I don't know, there was a guy, he had a, he had a hat. Yeah. And then another one is a guy named Ong, again, um, once threw his hat up into the sky when he was angry, and it got caught in a branch, and it became a landmark. That's also stupid. It's... <laughs> And then, I feel like that's the version I've heard if I've heard this at all. I feel like it was something, like, stupid like that. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's the popular. <laughs> that's the popular one. Um, and then, the last theory, uh, which is why I keep calling it Hut, is that basically this place was actually called Ong's Hut, and then people just had shitty handwriting and thought it was Ong's Hat, and then made up a story. Um, yeah, it could happen. <laughs> and Hut makes a lot of sense because pretty much there's only one significant building still standing there, and it. It's kind of a hut, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, name aside, this place has some weird juju, definitely. I'm going to send a couple pictures, just because, uh, pictures? Yeah, Rose? If, yes? if the, if it was a hat, if it was a, if it was a tree, a hat in a tree, why would they not get the hat down from the tree? Because it was too New high. Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two answers there. I'm sending you two pictures and a meme. Are we gonna meme? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a meme? Can we post it? No. Is it from the Is it from the New Jersey memes page? No, no, it has nothing to do with this. I just found it earlier, and I oh. want to send it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it has absolutely nothing okay. to do with my story. That's so funny. I was gonna say because the New Jersey memes page is amazing. So I was like, oh my god, wait. Oh yeah, I remember you sending those, and it made oh. literally no sense. What is that? Yeah, what is that six 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 with an upside down cross? Yeah, that's some good graffiti right there. That's Ong's hat. Get off or hut. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much these pictures, it's like it's an old ass building that's abandoned with some graffiti. Um, There's so much of that in New Jersey. <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> when I talked about um, when I talked about Clinton Road, remember there was that like abandoned mm-hmm. castle that was yeah. just like there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wasn't I guess... that a ghost castle? Yeah. It would rebuild itself. Yeah. On Halloween. Oh, right. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I guess there's, like, a lot of this in the... They call it the Pine Barrens. I don't know if that rings a bell for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know Uh the Pine Barrens. (laughs) Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is in the Pine Barrens. So, a lot of people think this is probably, most likely, some kind of, like, way station for the transportation of goods because it's located near a railway track. But other than that, the only history we have of this place like solid history is it's on a map it just says ong's hat on maps like old maps <laughs> but ong's hat has made it into the news for m- many reasons over the years um and they're not great reasons oh. so in 1917 a pine hawker named john zimbach and his wife 
mysteriously disappeared from their small cabin. Nine years later, two brothers, who their names were Orville and Joseph Carpenter, came across the skull of the woman while hunting for deer uh, near Ong's hat. And police found the bones of John scattered by buzzards across nearly two miles. By buzzards? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. And the... Sorry. Why do... I know, like, I know that they're a real thing, but, like, buzzards don't sound real in my brain. Yeah, who named right? them? I always think they're buzzards. It sounds like, like a made-up creature. They should be bugs. Yeah. It sounds like a cryptid. Like, I should, I, I should cover them as a cryptid. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> should. Right uh, up there with Snallygaster. <laughs> What's the one that cries all the time? Squonk. Squonk. Uh, and Squonk. I was literally talking about the Squonk the other day with, um, I think it was Kiki. Or maybe it was Tara. Is that Kiki or Tara? They're gonna whichever one is gonna be offended that I didn't remember it was them. But we were talking about squonks <laughs> the other day, so or maybe it wasn't either of them. Who was I talking about squonks with? Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Mystery squonk conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission to talk about squonks. <laughs> uh, so this murder or these murders because it was most likely a murder um were never solved people suspected the couple's son because he disappeared shortly before his parents went missing that's just one thing that first brought ong's hut back into the limelight but again in 1925 so only i think eight years after this ong's hut was again attached to a horrible murder or two horrible murders so there was a farmer named Elwood Anderson, and he was driving home along the back roads just outside of Ong's hut at nighttime when he was forced to stop because there was a car parked, like, blocking the road, just stopped. So Anderson got out to investigate, um, and when he went up to the car and peeked inside, he ended up running back to his car because there were two men covered in blood and dead in the car. Oh, he called the police and they they said that the two men had been shot at point blank range with a double barrel shotgun. Mm. Both of them had been shot twice. This is also an oh. unsolved murder. Oh. Uh, but these men had oh. ties to gangs and such and it was prohibition and they were smuggling stuff. So like it was probably that but it's just such a weird place to have made a hit like in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere outside of this. I mean like that seems like a good place to make a yeah, but, like, happened. how did they know they'd be there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, anyway, it's just... These don't really have anything to do with the main story. It's just weird that it's been in the news for, like, such bloody things all the mm. way back then. Uh, so, anyway, the real conspiracy of Ong's hat or hut. So... The story goes, in the 80s, pamphlets and other documents began popping up about the bizarre occurrences that supposedly happened at Ong's hut in the 1920s. Um, and they, these were called the, I should have looked how to, up how to say this, Incunabula, Incunabula, Incunabula papers. Incunabula. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. So, this is the story these documents and pamphlets told. There was a man named Wally Fard. Um, sorry. Sorry, I'm a child. Tana, did you see my text? (laughs) Would you read it for the court? (laughs) Ogshat. 
shit. Long shit. Fart. fart. <laughs> and there's the title of the episode. We are, we, we are all 24 and 23 now. And yet. Ong shat and farted. <laughs> oh, no. I, need to, I, can't, I can't do this. Okay. I'm crying. So, Wally fart. An American expatriate and follower follower of tantric and shamanistic magic, apparently, um, had just returned to America after the fall of Afghanistan to the Soviets, and he decided to, well, he laundered all of his savings by buying 200 acres of land, including Ong's hat and the surrounding forest. That sounds like a New Jersey person to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> this magic man <laughs> just launders a shit ton of money. That's, yeah. Yep. And he decided to, on this land, found the Moorish Science Ashram. Um, definition of ashram, because I had to look this up, is especially in South Asia, a hermitage, monastic community, or other place of religious retreat. So, he, he basically, uh-huh. he made a cult. Um, so his totally not a cult started with a group of runaway boys from Paramus. Is that ring a bell? Oh, Paramus. Paramus. From Paramus. Paramus. That's. Oh. Yep. And apparently two lesbian anarchists. Um, Oh, me? Yeah. But anyway, soon a lot of societies (laughs) rejects. Relatable content. A lot of societies rejects kind of found this place, um. And people would come and camp out in all sorts of, like, tents and teepees and yurts, campers, um, even pre-made chicken coops, apparently. Pretty much, they would just... That's a choice. (laughs) That is a choice. Any sort of structure they could put to live there, they did. That's a cult. Yeah. If I ever heard. Uh Right. Uh, Fard supposedly published a series of newsletters proclaiming his beliefs, and those on the fringe who read his words began coming in droves to Ong's, Ong's hat and hut. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> and for about ten years, it was kind of like a place of refuge for these society's outcasts. And then two particular very interesting outcasts joined, and their names were Frank and Althea Dobbs. They were siblings and pretty much like mad scientists who... Excellent. Yeah, we love that. Who were outcasts from their positions at Princeton University because of their extreme ideals. Um, And as the final straw, apparently, was when they tried to submit a thesis based on cognitive chaos so basically their theory is centered around the idea that people could tap into the unused portion of their brains and do things like stop aging get rid of diseases or maybe even like control matter like basically they thought we could all be matilda oh cool that's fun yeah but uh princeton was like no leave yeah that's Princeton is a very, very... I mean, like, obviously, if you, you know Princeton, it's an Ivy League, but, like, they're very studie. 
like unbelievably so it's like yeah. anything that steps out of the realm of like what's expected i could see them very much being like yep deuces so the dobbs found the ashram i'm gonna keep using that word because i like it um and there they resumed their aborted studies and experiments from princeton and then supposedly according to these documents remember that were found in the 80s through trial and error they found out that by controlling thought patterns particularly with the use of sensory deprivation that one might be able to cross into another universe um, that kind of sounds like the shit that they did to Eleven and Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, sounds interesting. She's in, the, she's in the fucking tub. Or like the kitty pool. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah, that's not good, though. So within three years, supposedly, um, they had created an extraordinary, bizarre device that came to be known most commonly as the egg and they huh? did this, they, they conducted their studies, they hooked people up to computers and charted their brainwaves by experimenting with sex, drugs, and other mind wave manipulators. The scientists learned how to control the chaos they found within the mind. And with these studies, they created, like I said, the eggs. <laughs> um, I hate that. Yeah, they had four versions of this machine. Which Four eggs. Four eggs. Yep. <laughs> Um, it was basically, it was called the egg because it was ovular, ovular, no, ovular. Which one is about ovaries? Which one's about shape? I think you had it right the first time. Ovular. Nope. Ovular. (laughs) Which one is it? Ov. I want an omelet now. (laughs) Because we're talking about ovaries or eggs. Who's eating eggs? What? Nice (laughs) eating an omelet. I want an omelet. They were called eggs because they were egg-shaped machines that Mm -hmm. um, supposedly could travel between universes. Parallel universes. (gasps) The egg. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I love that. Meg, are you good? Yeah, I I love it. The egg (laughs) travels through time and space. Basically, you sit in the egg and can That's travel. That's better. <laughs> it's a big egg. That's what amazing. What were you picturing before? No, I don't know. I was thinking of, like, an, an egg machine that had, like, wires with, like, those sticky things that people placed on them. Oh. That's better. Sitting in the egg. I was thinking, like, a pod that you sit in. Yeah. Rose was right. That's cool. That's big. That's a big <clears throat> egg. Yeah. It, I think... It explains it, why they can only make four. From the sketches I saw, it looked like you could only do one person at a time. Um, yeah. There's a couple different theories about how and why this place came to, came to be abandoned. Uh, one is that there was a nuclear accident at a nearby military base that threatened the community in the woods with severe radiation poisoning. And those living there used the egg, the eggs, uh, to flee to a parallel universe where humans never existed, taking the interdimensional tech with, with them. I can't Wait. talk. But if they did that, you said only one person can fit in an egg at a time, so the egg just kept flo- like coming back and forth. Yeah, they could. <laughs> I, I guess they could send the egg back without anyone in it. It was like they went. Weird. <laughs> Another theory is that the Pentagon became aware of the Dobbs siblings' research 
and executed a violent strike on the group and destroyed the technology and research. And there's supposed uh, survivors of this incident who filed reports about this. Oh, shit. Are they still alive? Oh, damn. No. This was oh. the 20s. Oh, right. Sorry. <clears throat> Man, I did not get the memo about starting in the early 19th century. This <laughs> or early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, 20th century. <laughs> so I know you're probably thinking that a lot of this sounds like pure fiction. Uh, I don't blame you. Eggs. Um, yeah, it sounds like something. I was going to say it sounds like something out of a science fiction novel. Yeah. So, a lot of people do believe that this is all fiction, but hmm. some people don't. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> all of this information and research was first compiled by a man named Joseph Matheny in a book called Ong's Hat, The Beginning. Oh. Yeah. Ominous. And at first... At first... <laughs> Sorry. I was... We're losing our minds. <laughs> I can't handle this. I don't know why. <clears throat> I'm still thinking about Ong Shat. <laughs> and Fard. Fard. <laughs> I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> Egg sweats. I don't know why. I literally haven't had a sip of alcohol in over a week. <clears throat> okay. So, at first... It wasn't really clear whether this book was meant to be taken as fact or fiction. Um, Matheny, at the beginning, was very firm that this was all fact. He had collected these documents from reliable sources and put together all this research. And there actually, there can be scraps of truth found in this story. Like, for example, there actually was a weapons-grade uh, plutonium spill in New Jersey that had been covered up for years and years around this time. Um, another thing is Jersey locals of the area also recalled at this time a movement of, like, a big military group in the area, and they had no idea what they were doing right around the time that Ong's Hat supposedly got raided by the government. And, another weird thing, the brochure for the ashram could also be found in a rare book dating back to the 90s, which was called the In... 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 <laughs> This is the word in, I couldn't in, say before. In cubla, the word in cunabula. In Yeah, that's why it's called the in mm -hmm. in brochure. In But this was this book was published in the nineties, which was ten years before Matheny's book. So basically, there's like some things that seem factual in this story, um, or at least scraps of truth. Some people also believe that the Dobbs' use of interdimensional, interdimensional technology had a lasting effect on the Ong's Hat area. Some theorize that some portal or vortex is still existing there because of the amount of times they use the egg there. Um, oh. And <clears throat> it seems like there's a lot of... When people visit, they feel weird. Like, there's a weird energy in the area. Um, and even in the 90s and early 2000s, seekers looking into the legend online began to believe that even just reading about Ong's hat was starting to affect them. And people started reporting weird dreams, like weird visual perceptions and synchronicities and shifts in their like reality after just oh. reading about Ong's hat. 
So there's something weird is going on there. And like I said, many still believe there's truth in this conspiracy. Um, however, Matheny himself actually admitted years later that this was a very long project that he and his friends had been working on, and they actually supposedly created the fake documents um, and brochures nice. 10 years before he even wrote the book and planted it so that they would have evidence when he compiled this story. So, Great. most likely, this is all fiction. Um some conspiracy theorists think that Matheny may have been coerced or forced into saying this by, like, the government or someone who knew the truth. So, yeah, I guess we'll never really know what happened at Ong's Hat. There's no history of what this place was or what happened there. But, um... I smell an elaborate government cover-up. That's the thing with conspiracy theories, is, like, it could always just be the government covering shit up. Yeah, no, literally. At, what episode is this? 42? Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, You've talked so. about 42 conspiracy theories now, the government still hasn't come after I'm us. I'm shocked. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen, probably. Okay, well. Yeah, but that's it for Ong's Hat Hut chat. Wow. Nice. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. That was a very weird one. Um, sorry it's not super spooky. Just... No. It kind same. of, like, felt to me, in a way, in the same vein as Mel's Hole, in, like, the strangest way. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, th- that it does, level It has weird. similar vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we were putting it on the scale, you know, like, the ghost of the Dyatlov's Pass to the Queen of England is a cannibal, <laughs> it'd be closer to the Queen of England is a cannibal end, but, like, on the same like a tick mark as Mel's hole. Yeah. Mm. I agree with that. You should make um like a XY like uh oh, yeah, the coordinate conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that sounds fun. I want to do that. Yeah. Do like, it. Like based on like believability and like what would the other axis be? Freaky. Cuz it's not just what? Sexy. Spookiness. That's it. That's oh. the word I'm looking for. What, man? You can do that. <laughs> What was it, would the Queen of England is a cannibal be the sexiest or the least sexy? No, least sexy. <laughs> okay, what's the okay. sexiest? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, um, Diablo Pass. That's not sexy. <laughs> Probably like Mel's Hole, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no. Also, there was one that I'm suddenly forgetting the name of. What are those like tower things? Oh, the Georgia the Guidestones? Yeah. <laughs> just like random. Ooh. <laughs> There's like random okay. things on them. Okay. <laughs> They're kind of foul. Maybe it has to be like a. Oh I, honestly, you could make it a 3D chart so you have believability, spookiness, and sexiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting sexiness in there. <laughs> you just make like. You just, just give it a bit of depth. A diagonal halfway through so that's the sexiness to so like where they land on that too. <laughs> that determines how sexy they are. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, what an interesting episode. We, very odd all around. Yeah. <laughs> Gruesome murders to strange possible science science fiction. Egg. Egg It'd technology. Be like that. If y'all, Meg, would you like to tell the people where they can find us if they want more Me. of this nonsense? If you want any more episodes if you like if this some for some reason the first episode that you listen to of us and you want to listen to more for some reason after this chaos tonight 
Or if you want to find our social media platforms and our email and all that shenanigans, you can find us at nightmaregirls.card, C-A-R-R-D dot co. That is nightmaregirls.card.co. All of our links are there. Check us out. Give us a follow. Please spam our DMs with, like, Rose needs to be sexy Mothman and Anna needs to be Mel's hole for Halloween. I'm not so. being Mel's hole. <laughs> Why? I'm just not. You've done research You on know Mel's that hole. Mel's hole the best of any of us. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's just stop, please. <laughs> well, uh, good work this week, lads. I'll uh, see you next week. Yay. Keep yeah. In, keep enjoying the spooks. Yeah. Spooky, spookies. Halloween spookies is approaching. Woo. If you have any recommendations or suggestions or desires for things you yeah, want us to cover, please tell us. Because I'm always looking yes. for ideas. Yep. Same. Well, until then. Bye, everybody. Okay. <laughs>